Hey, it's Timmy. Real quick, uh, you're getting ready to listen to a podcast that I just recorded a few minutes ago, actually. And as I was kind of doing some minor editing, I don't edit out things, as you know. It's just a free-form conversation or a free-form dialogue at, at this this one, anyway. But I, I just wanted to say something real quick. I, I it, it took me the whole dialogue to to at the end realize what I was talking about, and what I mean what I mean by that is, I was thinking I was talking about uh, things that men are looking for, things that women are looking for and what, it, what's important to us and all that. And then by the time I got to the end, I'm like, you know what, this is all stuff about the inside of a person. We can all work on our exterior, right? We can, we can, you know, have whider teeth, brighter eyes, better hair, you know, better. We can dress better. We can be, you know, more fit. We can eat better, all those things. And they're all important. There's nothing wrong with those things, but what's on the inside is what matters most because think about this have you ever met someone that was physically attractive but then you got to know them and they became ugly right it, it didn't matter how beautiful they were on the outside they were so ugly on the inside it made them ugly now have you ever met someone that maybe at first glance you didn't find them all that attractive but the more you got to know them they became more attractive right why because their insides were so beautiful so this whole episode is all about making our insides beautiful and things that are more interior things than they are exterior things. Anyway, that, that's all I wanted to say. So enjoy this uh, episode, whether you're dating, married, um, whatever, in a partnership. Uh, I think these things are, are, are really, really important, and uh, I hope you jive with it. So thanks for uh, listening in. Hello and welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show, where we talk about dating, love, and other wild shit. <laughs> I had to add that last part on there just because you never know what I'm going to talk about. But the majority of what I talk about and what my co-host will talk about, Pammy, we talk about we talk a lot about dating and love and relationships, marriage, partnership, all that kind of stuff. And uh, today, so Pammy will be joining me next week. But today, I want to talk about what we really want. And I can't speak for women, though I did have a, a real long conversation uh, with my wife this morning. I just ran by her the things that I was going to talk about to share with you today about what men really want or what men are really looking for. And... There's really, you know, I like round numbers. So I was like, there's 10 things. Obviously, with every person, there's going to be particular specific things that that you're looking for, right? Like there's going to be these things that are important probably to most people. And then there's going to be those specific things that are only true to you, right? And... I obviously I don't know what those things might be because they're just as different as the different people on the planet. But I think there are about 10 things that probably would be across the board. Like all guys are looking for this. And in fact, all women are looking for this too. All humans are looking for these things. Now, uh, there's a there's those things that I uh how can I say this? Clearly, there are some things that aren't going to be in this list that are important to all of us because I really didn't feel like that was necessarily important to talk about. And that's things like attraction. <laughs> you, you don't want to be with someone that you're not attracted to, right? Like those things that are just, uh, they, they, they're like if you're buying a car, you want to buy a car that works, right? And then there's all the different aspects of color and horsepower and size and da 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 and all the stuff, right? But you know, the main thing is you want a car that works. So I think when I when I think about relationships and I think about dating or I think about marriage and I think specifically when I think about dating, because you're 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 on the hunt, right? You're looking for a partner. You're hoping for a partner. You're praying for a partner. So let's let's talk about that part because 
that's where this information needs to really sink into our heart and soul. And if you're in a committed relationship, then you need to exude these things. Like these things need to be a part of the relationship for sure. So, and who knows, by the time I get to the end of the 10, maybe I'll throw in a couple more just because they'll come to my mind. But uh, I've been given this a lot of thought. I've had several conversations with my friends. Of course, I've done a lot of like the deep dive on YouTube to see if, if what I had written down is pretty, uh, 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 what can I say? How can I say that? Like pretty standard, right? Pretty, pretty much everybody that I listen to, these things are kind of in there, right? So, uh, so outside of attraction, outside of obviously having some kind of chemistry and, you know, finding the, the person attractive or beautiful, whatever that, obviously that's that's there so once that's there once you've met someone and you find them attractive you've talked to them you you've kind of right let's say this you've matched what do you look for once you've matched so what do you look for after you match with someone all right most people value kindness so someone who's kind and caring okay i'm going to go through these and then i'll probably come back and talk a little bit more in depth about each of them number two someone who's thoughtful number three someone who doesn't create stress so peace <laughs> someone that that helps produce peace or at least doesn't disturb your peace right Number four, someone who's supportive, you know, okay, I'll, I'll talk more about that here in a second. And then someone who's fun and or funny and funny rather. Um, that's number five. Number six, someone who's lighthearted, can laugh at themselves. You know, they don't, they don't take things too seriously. Like they let their hair down, that kind of thing. Number seven, um, interested in sexuality, having sex, intimacy, sexuality, all that. Number eight, um, willing to commit number nine uh comparable or compatible intelligence you know we used to say or i used to say i'd say you know men are looking for and women are looking for someone intelligent well you know that's a scale <laughs> right you know i don't i don't think a physicist is gonna be interested in You know, I can't even think. I can't even think. But someone that can't read or write. You know, I mean, it's like I, I think there needs to be a comparable intelligence. So kind of where you are roughly, that's kind of where your partner would need to be, I think, for you to feel stimulated and to feel equal, right? I don't, I don't think that you want to be looking at your partner like they're dumb, and I don't think you want to be looking at their, your partner, like, I can't even understand. I can't even understand the words that they use. <laughs> right. I, so this actually, I had put intelligence and I was talking to some friends about this. And one of them said, well, really more comparable intelligence. You know, I thought, oh, I like that better. And then finally, someone to, uh, that you can build a friendship with or have a friendship with. Now, after that, of course, there's a million other things, right? You might want someone who's driven or someone that's athletic or someone that works out at the gym, someone that eats clean, someone that, you know, wants to hike, backpack through the mountains. You know, there's so many different things that we could be looking for. Again, we're talking about once you match. So after you match, okay, then there's, we want to find, we want to be with someone that, we're comfortable with, but that's a huge that you'll hear people say, I want to find someone that uh, I feel like I'm at home with them, you know? And I don't know what voice that was, but it, it that there's that comfort level where you just feel comfortable around someone, someone that just accepts you. There's just acceptance. They accept you. They're not trying to change you, man. I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a, and I've see, I've gone way past 10 because I'm just throwing in some extra things that, 
that are also important um, that we that we look for. But I think everybody wants to be accepted. I know, you know, when I'm married now, of course, but when I was single and looking around, I I wanted someone to accept me. You know, I didn't I didn't want someone that wanted to change me, right? I didn't want. Now, granted, it, it, it's one thing for someone to maybe challenge us, especially like if you were maybe interested in losing weight and your partner was kind of, you know, they accepted you, but they were also encouraging you to to be your best self or to be your healthiest self or whatever. You know, and I'll be honest, there's a fine line there where it's it can feel like someone's nagging you or someone's judging you or someone's like, you know, I love you, but I would wish that you were skinny, you know. And you got to be there's either you know, there's a, there's a tender balance there. You want to be loved and loved and accepted as is, but hopefully we all are wanting to be our best selves. Clearly, if two people are together and neither one of them want to be their best selves, I, I guess that could work. I guess that would be compatible. But I think everybody, at least some, my, I don't even know, majority majority of people want to better themselves. They, they want to be better next year than, than they were this year. They, they want to make more money next year than they made this year. They, right. I, I think, and, 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 and with that to be comfortable, you know, all right. Uh, someone that we feel is our companion. There's a, there's an equal partnership there. We're both, you know, working towards a, a similar goal or have similar goals. Um, someone that we feel natural with, this kind of goes back to that comfortable with, you know, we feel natural with them. We feel like we're at home with them. And like I said, like just you being you is, is enough. All right. So let's, let's, let's go back to the top of the list here. One of the things that most all people value is kindness. Someone that's caring, kind. That's just a, an attractive trait. Uh, kindness is just an attractive trait. And so it, it's, gosh, I'm trying to think. I guess you can learn to be kind. I, I don't know. I think some people have that natural caring, kind of that kind, caring disposition. It's kind of just natural for them to be kind and caring. But I think you can also learn to be more caring, more kind. And if I'm honest, I don't even know how you would do that. Um, hanging around people who are kind and caring, you know, I mean, that most people kind of get that in their childhood or should. I, I know that I have two kids or adults now. It was one of the things that I was always talking about, the importance of being kind and, and being, you know, caring. So thoughtful, uh, someone that's thoughtful, like packing lunch for your spouse uh, in the morning, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll pack our own lunch, but it's thoughtful if you pack then your, your partner's lunch too, you know, that's, that's a thoughtfulness act an, or an act of thoughtfulness, bringing flowers to your partner or washing your partner's car or taking care of your partner in any way, right? Doing things for your partner that that's thoughtful. Uh, peace, man, the peace part that, that is something I, I don't, I have become more aware of that desire to, to be at peace. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not into drama. I'm not into chaos. I'm not into turmoil. Um, it's, it's one reason I, I like things clean because it, it makes me feel at peace when things are clean. I don't, I don't like things messy. I don't like things undone. Um, you know, I don't, I don't keep, like, it's not like I live per, with perfection. Like, I mean, it's not like I, 
there's not a crumb somewhere <laughs> in the house or that my carpet in the in the car is always pristine but pretty much you know like you're definitely not going to find wrappers or cups or like that's never going to happen actually um but you know my floor mats will be dirty you know i'll vacuum them once every couple weeks or whatever and by the time i get to vacuum them you know they're they're definitely needing it um and you know during the winter whenever there's sand and everything it you know obviously it's a little bit worse but but yeah like there's no there's definitely no no trash <laughs> in in my car ever anywhere i don't i just don't do that um i don't wad things up and and stick it in the in the glove box or wad things up and stick it in the door thing or or throw it in the back seat like at all again that's just my personal preference i like for me again i like peace and so part of having peace is keeping things clean it's it's another reason why i like to be on time i don't like running late because i like peace and so sometimes those things like people that will show up for flights late and then it's just hectic and crazy. No, no. I, I like to show up plenty early where I'm relaxed. It's the same thing with my wedding business. I, I show up now there are weekends that I have a lot of weddings and I'm going from wedding to wedding to wedding. But if, but if I can, and I do separate them by, by a couple hours to give me plenty of time. Um, and I do that because I just, I want to be at peace. I don't want to live on the ragged edge. You know, life can be, like there's so many things we can't control that will throw us into chaos because it's out of our control. But when we can control and, uh, oh, excuse me. And the things that we can't, you know, what's weird. I don't know what it is. I, I just, I need to maybe Google this and find out what the fuck's going on. Sometimes when I do a podcast, I just yawn ridiculously. And I think it's because I've got the microphone right here in my mouth. And so I don't take, <laughs> I don't take a deep enough breath. I think I'm doing like little shallow breaths so that it's not <laughs> in the microphone. I'm guessing that's what it is, is that I'm taking these little breaths and not taking any deep breath. And so it's causing me to like yawn every two, three seconds. It's very weird. Uh, cause I, clearly I'm not nervous. Um, yeah, anyway. So peace is just an important thing that I know, again, for myself. And I, I did hear uh, Andrew Huberman, I think is his name. He was on Lex Friedman's podcast. And he said something, just kind of just kind of said it and blew by it and kept talking about other things. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what? Rewind. <laughs> he said that men, what men really, really want in a relationship is they want, a, they want peace. And... I just so resonate with that. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a man and there's something in me that, that wants that. Um, I, I would tend to think that would be universal. I would think everybody would want peace, but I, I know that the guys that I did talk to, some of my friends that I called and I said, Hey, I said, what do you think about this, this peace thing? And they all were like hundred percent, like, yes, like I want peace, you know, because life and, and work and all that can be, chaotic and crazy and so peace is is something that that men value for sure uh supportive you want to find a partner who's supportive again if you're if you're already in a committed partnership this is something that's very very important that you support your your spouse you support your partner and how, how do you show support i was thinking about this and and, and there's so many ways that support can be given and sh shown to our partner. One, if they have hobbies, you know, supporting them in their hobbies, uh, supporting them in their career, supporting them in their friendships, supporting them in whatever endeavors that they, you know, are in pursuit of, um, or whatever they love and care about or, and are interested in, that we support them in that, right? I don't know why my wife supports me. I support her. You know, she's, she's in a... a she's in a band and she's actually in several cover bands too. She has her own band, but then she's in a bunch of other bands, like three or four different other bands. And you know, that, that, that keeps her busy on the weekends a lot. Not, not every weekend, but there are weekends that, you know, she's got shows and gigs and different things. And, and I, 
I support her 100%. I'm, I'm all for it, 100%. And uh, most of the time I go if I can, if it's not too far away or if, obviously if I don't have a wedding or something, I go and I support her. But I also just support her in I don't give her grief. I don't give her shit. You know, I don't I don't give her a bad time about being gone Friday night and then Saturday night and then coming back Sunday from an out of town gig. I, you know, this is what she does. This is what she loves. So 100 percent, I support her in it. And like I said, when I can go, I go and it's a blast. It, I'd support her 100 percent. Right. That's just an important. She again, she supports me. I, I played tennis. I've I played tennis in high school. And I'm back to playing tennis now as a dude that's over 40. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just bought a new racket. And I took a lesson and I'm just kind of, you know, cause I had some bad habits from when I played in high school and college. So I wanted to correct some of those things and improve my swing. And so now I'm playing in this, like, kind of like an intramural league. It, it's not like an official league, but it's just a, a guy that puts together uh, tennis a couple times during the week and then once on the weekend and you know my wife supports me she'll come out and watch me uh if she can and you know um yeah it's you know we support each other in in, in whatever things that we love right it's I, I, this is something i've always said i've said this for years what's important to your partner make it important to you what's important to you should be important to your partner what what your partner loves you should love right what what you love, you should partner, partner should love. Now, this doesn't mean necessarily like for me, like just because she's in a band that I don't need to be in a band, <laughs> I, right? That's just, I support her and her music endeavors. And just like me, now she, she does play tennis with me, not in the Sunday night or the league thing that I'm in, but, but she plays um, with me sometimes. And that's just her way of supporting. Plus it's good practice for both of us. And you know, it's just, it's fun. It's something that we do together. We will, we'll go hiking, we'll go biking, we'll go on long walks and then we'll play Frisbee golf together or we, you know, play tennis together. So that, that supporting your partner and being involved in each other's lives is just very, very important. Um, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not just all about you. Right. It's not about them doing everything you like. It's about a shared supportiveness, you know, back and forth. All right. Talk about fun. You know, someone that's fun and funny and likes to laugh and can let their hair down and lighthearted. I think that's a, you know, life can be pretty stressful and it can be, you know, not, not depressing. I don't like that word, but it, you know, it just can be challenging sometimes. And, you know, and sometimes it can be really shitty, right? It's just depending on what's going on, you know, lost a job or, you know, layoffs or terrible job or bad friendships, bad family stuff. Like there's just so many things that can muddle, muddy up the water in a life. Uh, you know, when you, when you think about your partner, you want that to be a, a space where you can laugh and cut free and let your hair down. And that's one of my favorite things just about my relationship with my wife, man. We lap our heads off, man. Like we'll get to cackling so hard. We about pee ourselves. I mean, and that's just part of it. That's just part of that dynamic. You know, I, she thinks I'm funny, <laughs> which I know it's just cause she loves me. Right. And, and I think she's funny. She really is funny. And we just enjoy each other's company. And, and that's an important piece in a relationship, you know, uh, all right, the the sexual piece. Clearly, I really don't need to even talk about this, but I will say a few things about it. This sex, the sex piece or the intimacy piece, the 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 bedroom, but in the sheet stuff. All I can say is just have an open and honest, vulnerable conversation with your partner. I mean, I don't know what what else to say about it except whether especially, especially if it's not going well, okay, whether quality or quantity or, or freakiness or whatever, like whatever kinks, whatever it is, talk to your partner about it. And I, I've said this before that not that everything your partner wants to do, they have to do or everything that, that you want to do that you get to do, whatever, vice versa but at least being open to having a conversation, right? Like, yeah, I don't really ever want to do that. 
but we can talk about it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like being willing to have that conversation without judgment, without shaming, you know, without any kind of, you're weird, you're sick, you're perverted. Like, come on, look, grow up, be an adult. You know, you can, and you want, you want to provide a safe space for your partner to be able to talk about anything in a safe, non-judgmental space. You know, they're like, I really want you to play with me with your feet. <laughs> you know, don't be like, you're a sick pervert. What are you talking about? That's weird. You know, maybe that's weird to you, but if it's something that he's into or she's into, then it's not weird. Come on. That's just so judgmental, man. I mean, it just, that reminds me of the old religious days, you know, just judging people that were different than, than what we were or what we were taught or thought was right or wrong or good or bad or evil or immoral or what it's like, throw that shit away. Come on. We're adults have open and honest conversations. All right. So yeah, that, I think the best way to have great sex is just to be open and honest about it. That's it. Be open and honest about it. And again, never shaming your partner. Don't ever say things like, all you want is sex. All you talk about is sex. Now, Okay, maybe that's somewhat true. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in your home, so I don't know what's going on. You know, maybe it's maybe it is out of balance, and maybe it should be something that should be talked about more in depth or with a therapist present. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm like I said, I'm not in your home. I don't know the conversations, but probably it's not worthy of that. Probably it just you just need to open your mind, get your pre pre determine what you thought or were taught what you believed was right and wrong or what you thought was weird. And you know what? Let me just be very vulnerable here and just be up front here. I was raised religious, as you all know. I've talked about it before. I'm not religious anymore. But I was taught that everything was wrong, right? Can't masturbate, can't have sex before marriage. Oral sex was pretty dirty and just like, like, you know, everything. It's just, it's all bad <laughs> unless you're married. Uh, pretty much that's what it, what it was. And, you know, of course I was raised very fundamental early on. So, you know, the homosexual sex was wrong, like all of it. Right. I had some homosexual friends back in the day and it was just terrible. You know, they just lived with like guilt and shame. And then, you know, once they finally realized, no, it's not wrong. They live free and happy lives. So, uh, but I used to think that the BDSM, all the, the kink stuff, I was so judgmental of all that stuff because I was told it was evil. It was bad. It was the devil. It was pervert. It was a perversion of what God has given us as a loving couple. And you know, now I, I know that's not now. Okay. Let me just be clear here. Yes. Are there things that are a little out there? Yes. Okay. In my, I mean, to me, yes. Um, but you know, you want to, you want to spank someone's ass. You want to put handcuffs on, you want to do some light whipping with some leather. You want to do some blindfold. You want to do some teasing. You want to do butt plugs, butt beads, what, like whatever, like <laughs> again, me saying this is so funny because I used to think all that shit was wrong and perverted and sinful and bad and dark and evil. And it was the devil. <laughs> it was the devil. <laughs> and you know, I don't even believe in the devil. I think that's, that's a far as a mythical creature, but, um, no, I do believe there's evil in the world, but I don't believe there's a devil. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think just open your mind, you know, educate yourself, read, expand your thinking and just, just chill out, you know, and, have open, honest, vulnerable conversations with your partner about sex, and you'll probably have some come up to some fun conclusions and maybe in some fun fun activities to 
to partake in later. All right. Somebody who's committed, clearly, obviously, you want to be in a relationship where the person is committed. You know, they're committed to the relationship. They're, they're committed to you. you know, clearly, you're committed to them. Clearly. All right. Um, which, 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 to me, commitment is something, you know, that's, that's a choice, right? Whether you commit to something or not, that, that's, that's a decision that you make. And so it's, if you're in a committed partnership, then you should be committed and commitment is shown through our actions. All right. Uh, comparable intelligence. What do I need to say that I've really already said about it? That's someone that's just, um, within your sphere, I think is important within your intelligence realm. You know, I think, again, I don't know how to, how to say this, but it's like, for example, I, I had coffee with a buddy the other day. He's super f smart. And, you know, I found myself wishing I could Google a lot of the words he was using because <laughs> he was just, you know, he's very intelligent. He's well-read. And so, and he's knowledgeable about certain things that I'm just not knowledgeable about. And we had a great conversation, but there was just a few times that I felt kind of just lost, you know, a little bit like, wow, like this guy's really well-read and knows about some stuff that I, I'm just not real privy to or savvy to, you know, and, and, um, but it was a learning experience for me. Uh, but when, so when I think about like a committed, like a loving type relationship, I, I think there needs to be some, you know, there needs to be compatibility there. We, we talk, I've me and my co-host, Pammy, Pammy and I, is that right? P me and Pammy, Pammy and I, whatever. Um, clearly, right. My intelligence is not at the level that I should know grammar better, <laughs> but it's, it's something we've talked about a lot about how important it is to be compatible with your partner. I mean, I, I think compatibility is, is pretty much the most important thing. Um, you know, once you're attracted to someone, you have the chemistry and you know, there's whatever, there's an interest, then you're, you're you're dating someone, right? You're in the process of getting to know someone, what we call the dating process. That's where you're determining whether you and this person are compatible. Could we do life together? That's, that's the question, right? Could, could we cohabitate together? So, that's really what dating is. Um, I, I think first date, I think you even go on a first date because there's some interest. There's a curiosity. There's an attraction at some level. I, I was talking to my wife this morning about it over breakfast because I was going over this list with her and we were just chit-chatting. And I was reflecting back on our, our very first time to, to see each other and then our very first date, which was about six months after we first met. And I said, you know, clearly there was that initial curiosity attraction up front. Then there was a date. I asked her out. Why? I was curious. I was interested. I was, I was, there was attraction there. So like, but that, but attraction is just the beginning. The attraction does not mean jack shit uh, in a in building a lifelong happy marriage. It just it it's it's yeah. Now, you, I think I think it's I think there's value in obviously continuing to be attracted or attractive to your partner, of course. But it I think it's it's just that it's like the bait, like when you fish, right? It once you bait and they grab onto the hook, then, you know, then you don't need the bait anymore. Right. So it's, it's kind of that, just that first I'm interested in you. You're interested in me. It's like I swiped, right. You swiped, right. Okay. I I've always taught quickly get to a first date in person pretty quick because talking online. You can't, you, I don't care what anybody says. I just don't give a fuck what anybody says about this. They're wrong. You really can't fully get to know someone and you clearly don't get a full picture of someone through text. You just don't. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't think you do. Now, the caveat right now, if you have dated someone and then it becomes a long distance relationship and you're doing lots of texting, lots of communication, well, that's different. I'm talking about you, you, you match with someone, you chit chat back and forth through the app or whatever text. That's just a small little piece. I don't know what the percentage would be, but honestly, if I was to guess, I would say it's, you're going to get, depending on the person, it could be as much as you're getting 1% of that person. If the person's pretty upfront, honest, you know, pretty like they're not hiding anything. Okay. Maybe 30%, 20, 30%, you can get to know someone, but you're not going to get to know that person until you meet them in person. And then there's a level beyond that. You can think, you know, someone, and then you move in with them and that can go one of two ways. (laughs) right? So this is a, it's a progression. So anyway, I was talking to my wife and we were just reflecting on that first initial, I'm interested in you. You're interested in me. Let's go grab coffee and see if there's anything else that we're interested in with each other. Then you have a great conversation. You walk away from that conversation and you think, man, I want to see them again. I'm still interested to know more, right? So then you do another date and you talk about more things. And then if that goes well, you have another date and you talk about new things. And you continue to dig deeper and continue to get to know each other, continue to ask questions, right? Then it gets to a point where then you meet their friends, then they meet your friends, then you meet their family, then they meet your family, right? And then they stay the night and then you stay the night there and da, 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 and then it just continues to go right down the road what we call, this is what we call dating. And then it gets to a point where you're like, wow, I really like this person. I, I would like them to be my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Like I don't want to talk to anyone else but them. So then that's, that's another level. And I I remember when I sent, I think I sent Jessica a letter and it, I wrote it in crayon because I'm a child. (laughs) Sorry, my coffee's getting cold. I wanted to get some coffee. My voice is getting tired. Hmm. All right. Um, so I sent her I sent her a letter. It was written in crayon. And I was like, Will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no? Maybe. Whatever. Whatever it was. She did it, gave it back to me, whatever. She said yes. So we became girlfriend, boyfriend. And then at a later point it was, I love you. And, and then it, it got to the point where she wasn't living here, but she was staying here a lot. You know, she, I gave her, this sounds kind of corny, but like I gave her a drawer and, you know, some hanging space in the closet. Right. And, and then, then it just got to the point for us, it was real uh, technically, I mean, technically, like officially, she really didn't move in until after the wedding because we're good little Christians. Anyway, <laughs> so she didn't really move in until after we were married. And uh, and in all honesty, it was because of her, her lease and just trying to figure out what we were going to do with all her stuff and whatever. It just, you know, it's, it's a process. And plus, it was our situation was a little expedited just because you know, when you know, you know, Ours, I'm, I'm only telling you this just because it's my podcast and I'm just telling you, and I don't know your story. I only know my story, but just for us, I think, I think, um, so our first date was in April. So May, June, July, August. So like four, four and a half, five months later is when I proposed. And then like nine months after that, um, we got married. So from, from our first date to our marriage was about a year. Um, from first date, like not when I first met her, but like first, not when we first started talking, but like our first like official date 
was a little over a year. So anyway, um, so, you know, we, we get married, we, she moves in and, you know, that's a learning process too. her moving her stuff in and incorporating her stuff into my living space. And now it's our living space. It's, this is our home. It's not just my home. And, you know, thank God we were compatible with that. Again, there's all these steps along the way. Now, granted, like I said, she didn't officially move in, like fully move in until a little bit after the wedding, actually a, a couple months after the wedding, technically. Um, but we began the process after we got married, we, we started that process. And I think it was June is when she like officially, officially moved out uh, of her place and moved into my, my place. So, um, so yeah, we were married for a few months and didn't actually, uh, she didn't actually fully live here full time. Anyway, uh, all that aside, whatever I, I, what I'm trying to get at is that she was staying here and, and most every night. And so we were learning each other and exp uh, experiencing what it's like to live together. And she would stay here. I would say at least six nights a week, week, many times it was seven days a week, but there was always one time for whatever reason that she would stay at her place. And, um, during that price, again, during that phase that, that was also, even though we were engaged, it was also, we were continuing to date and get to know each other. It's just, it's a process. And I suppose, you know, at any time, I mean, I guess, you know, there, if the living together wouldn't have worked out, it could have blown up at any time, you know, but it just, there was just peace all along the way. And there was just, we were so compatible and we worked so well together and her style and my style were so compatible. What she wanted and what I wanted were so compatible where she wants to go, where I want to go, like everything about it, you know, it just fit. And, and even our style, luckily, uh, fit, which was important to me. You know, I have a certain style. I'm, I have a certain, I like to live a certain way for me. Like I'm super clean and, and Jessica's super clean. She's just as clean as I am. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm never picking up after her. I don't feel I'm cleaning more than her or anything like that. We're, we're equally cleaning. We, um, now some things are quote unquote, cause you don't want to get tit for tat in a relationship Well, I did the dishes twice. You should do the dishes twice. Now that's not, we kind of just have the standing rule that if, if I cook, she cleans, if she cooks, I clean. And, and we both are pretty clean people, meaning like I kind of cook and clean at the same time. And, and so does she, she kind of, cooks and cleans at the same time. So we're both just real similar in that. And so she doesn't cause me grief and, and I don't cause her grief because she, you know, so I'm not picking up after her. She's not stressing me out. She's not, you know, she's vacuuming just as much as I do. She's cleaning, wiping things down as much as I do. Like that's, that's important because for me, I, you know, some people maybe are just I don't know. Some people maybe are more chill about that. I don't know. I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not, not, not in anyone else's relationship to know how that goes. Uh, but I just know for me, uh, that would stress me out if, if I was the only one that was cleaning or if I was the only one empty in the kitty litter box, or if I was the only, you know what I mean? If it was always just me, that that's just frustrating. That's, that would be very irritating to me. And it would just, it just would not be, it would not bring my heart peace. Um, and again, you know, if that works for you, if that's the kind of dynamic that you have and you're okay with it, then great. Like if it's, a, if you're okay with it, um, but also knowing that if you're not okay with it, then that, that needs, that's that for me, that was an important piece. And in fact, it was an important piece for, for my wife too. We, we talked about her past relationships and she didn't like being the one that picked up after her boyfriends or she didn't like, you know, having to be like their mommy, <laughs> you know, she, so she appreciated that she wasn't cleaning up after me. There's, there's no cleaning up after me. I clean up after myself. I'm a grown ass man. And you know, she's, she's not, she's not now for us. Like she, she does way more laundry than I do. <laughs> she just does. I, I would do laundry about once every two weeks. She does laundry weekly. And so it, we always laugh 
she like does a huge load of laundry and then I have, you know, four pairs of underwear in there and three socks, <laughs> you know, so it, so she does the laundry. Now, when she is done with the laundry, I fold my own stuff and I put it away. Um, so, uh, you know, that's just, that's just what, what we do. Um, anyway, I, I only say that I, who gives a shit about what we're doing. I'm just saying this is kind of just the dynamic that, that was important to me. And when we talk about compatibility and being comparable or compatible and having uh, a match, you, do you match in cleanliness, cleanliness, right? Do you match in eating styles, lifestyle, religious views, social views, political views, all that stuff's in, it's an important piece to it. And then finally, I, I think, uh, or that was commitment, right? I don't know where I'm at. I think friendships where we're at. So this, this one's a big one for me because, um, there are there. So you can isolate any one thing about a relationship. Some people are like, ah, oh, sex is the most important. Okay. I don't think so. I don't agree with that. Sex is important, but I don't think it's the most important thing. You know, I think a 20 something would think it is. Um, maybe it's cause I'm a little older that I don't think that that's the most important thing. I do think it's important. Uh, and I say this and I, maybe I haven't really thought this through. Maybe this breaks down this, this analogy, but this is just when I think about it. When I think about sex, it, to me, it's like, it's the icing on the cake. The cake's the main thing, right? But got to have the icing on it. <laughs> my, my favorite uh, cake is carrot cake. That's my favorite. And in fact, my birthday is April 14th. If you want to send me carrot cake, you sure can. Uh, carrot cake's my, my favorite. And carrot cake is really made fabulous with that, that perfect carrot cake icing. <laughs> I mean, it just makes carrot cake mm, just really, really good. Right. It just makes it. Oh, so good. You know, it's kind of like the wedding cake cookie. The, the cookie's good, man, but that you gotta have that, that icing on that cookie to just complete it. Right. So when I think about friendship is uh, as, as, as important as sex is to me and as important as sex is probably to you and to a relationship, really intimacy, um, friendship is the, is the, what makes sex even better. You know, that's, that's what it's, I know, I know we live in a culture of, of hooking up and casual sex and all that. And that's fine. I, and I really don't have a judgment on that. I really don't. I do have an, an opinion, but I don't, I don't have a judgment on it, but my opinion is you can't have much better sex than sex between two loving people, people that love each other in a romantic way. Like when you really love someone, sex is just, it's magical. It's life changing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> orgasmic. <laughs> it's just like, wow between two people that love each other and they're committed to each other and you have a deep, profound friendship with them that makes sex just all the better. And, 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 and in fact, I would take that any day, you know, I know guys will talk about, it. I want porn sex. Listen, I would take sex with, with a love, with someone you love and you care about and they're committed to you and you're committed to them over wild, crazy porn sex any day. In fact, I mean, what you can just have that kind of por crazy porn sex with the person you love. Like, why can't you, you can, but you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get at the heart of what, what really I think from a great friendship comes wonderful sex. I don't think through sex, you can achieve a deep friendship. I think, but through a, a deep, profound love and friendship with each other, great sex can, can definitely be achieved. Is that, does that make sense? I, I think, yeah, I stand by it. I stand by it. I, I just, I, I really feel, and I, and listen, I've had all kinds of sex. Okay. I'm just going to be honest here. I've, I've lived pretty wild when I, when I was single, I was, I was doing the thing. I was doing the single thing, man. I was living, living the dream. <laughs> 
and had lots of what lots of different experiences nothing compares to what i'm what's what's up now nothing nothing even remotely comes close nothing even comes close to what i'm experiencing now as a as a person in a committed loving monogamous marriage with my very best friend that i care deeply about there's just nothing better than that so so i will just add this small little tidbit if you're single and and want what i'm talking about you want a committed partnership you want a lifelong partner sex don't lead with sex and i'm talking to you guys too i know you want to just f everything i know you do i'm a guy i get it i'm telling you i i just can't even tell you how i know i'm a dude i i'm just like every other guy in that way you know, it's, we're just born this way. I, you know, I didn't ask to be like I am. I'm just this way. Um, so I get it. I understand, you know, you see someone attractive, you just want to fuck them. Like you just do like, that's just what, you know, when I was single, that's just that feeling that you get. And it, it is such a wild shift whenever you find someone that you just love and you're, you're just, you adore them and they're your person. Then that's all you think about with them. You know, it, it's just, a, it's a beautiful thing. It's just a beautiful thing. But I find it, I find that sex can be a distraction if you're not committed to someone. I, yeah, I just, I've been there and done that. I've lived all different kinds of ways. You know, I've tried it all for the most part, <laughs> heterosexually, <laughs> I've tried it all and sex with a committed partner it, to me is just where the magic is. It's, it's just where the magic is to me. And I know a lot of you probably agree. Some of you agree because you're religious and that's fine. That's totally fine. You know, this view of mine does not it's not coming from a religious view because I don't, I'm not religious. I don't believe that stuff. So it's not coming from that place. Now my upbringing may have some, uh, bearing on maybe how I feel about it, but I've changed so much. I've, I've revamped my whole thinking process and threw away so many different things, but this, this thing I just held on to, And I thought, I feel that it's important. Now I'm not saying you wait till you're married. I'm not saying wait, you know, there's any kind of waiting period per se, except, you know, when I'm coaching people, I always say, Hey, let's just don't lead with sex unless that's just what you're looking for. Then of course lead with it. And I went, I was there. I lived that life. I lived that the casual hooking up sex, you know, you swipe right on someone and they come over at midnight. Like I remember those days. So no judgment from me, however you want to live your life, as long as it's consensual and it's not hurting anyone, you know, and you're being safe and smart, of course, do you. But like I've always said, if you're looking for a committed partnership, if you're looking for a, a wife or a husband, you know, you're looking for a partner, a life partner, you're, you're looking for your person, don't lead with sex. Don't lead with sex. And, you know, a little confession when, when I, uh, the first, after the first date with my now wife, I canceled all the dates because we went out on a Monday. We had coffee on a Monday. I had dates lined out for that weekend and I, I canceled them. And I, now I can't, I, I can't, if I'm honest, I can't really say it was love at first sight, meaning there was definite interest at first sight. Like there was an attraction at first sight, no doubt about clearly. But, you know, love takes, love's got to kind of grow. Like there's got to be some time invested for love to, to grow, I think. And from what I've seen and learned in this process. So there was a lot of interest at first sight. And then after the first date, I just felt in my heart and I asked myself this, I'll never forget. I'll never forget our first date because as I'm walking home, we, we were, I live, I'm in Kansas city and I live on the country club plaza. And so I'm walking distance from, uh, from the plaza because <laughs> I live on the plaza. Uh, there's a coffee shop, not too far from here, It's about a 10 minute walk. And so after the date, I'm, I'm walking back and, and I'm just thinking to myself, not just what I would 
wish that she would do or what I would hope that she's doing or but whatever. But there was just something in me that I thought, you know what, I wanna I wanna be true to her. I don't I wouldn't want to do anything that if she were to find out about it later would hurt her feelings. And so as I'm walking, because I knew I wanted to go out with her again. So as I'm walking home, I literally called the someone that I was supposed to go out with. And I just said, hey, I just, I got to cancel our date. I just met someone. I, I'm really wanting to invest in this and in seeing where this goes and, you know, I'm, I'm whatever. And then I texted the, the other person that I was supposed to have a date with. And man, I felt good. I, I just, it felt good to my soul, man. It felt good in my heart. Like something just felt so pure to me about it. And I just felt good about myself making that decision. It's not something I had to do. It's not something clearly that Jessica required of me. Hello. She didn't, it was her first date. She didn't know me. <laughs> you know, she wouldn't have even known what I was doing. Um, but it was important to me. It was important to me to be true to myself moving forward in getting to know Jessica, who now is my wife. And I feel good having done that. I feel good having um, made that choice, especially now, of course, for sure. Now I'm, I'm really glad about it. Um, but it just felt good to my soul, man. I don't know what, what else to say about it. It just felt good to my heart. It felt good to my soul and it's what I did. I have, I have no regrets, regrets about it. Anyway, I, I say all that just to say, you know, we then we didn't jump in the sack together quickly. We, we dated, we got to know each other. We, we, we kind of got all the preliminaries out of the way to kind of see, are we even compatible? Is this even something we should pursue? Once that was for both of us, a yes, then intimacy began not too long after that, but it, it took a little bit like we were going out a couple times a week. Like we were talking a lot and going out and really hanging out a lot, just getting a chance to really know each other. So anyway, that that's just again it's just my story you do whatever the hell you want to do it's your life um but man do things that feel good to your soul and i wanted to work on a friendship if you know i knew that whoever i married i didn't just want to have someone i loved having sex with i wanted to have a deep profound relate friendship with someone that i also love to have sex with you know, you know what i'm saying so that was just important to me i wanted to have a best friend and a lover not a lover and a best friend for me, it was like I wanted a, a deep, profound friendship with my lover. All right. So that's just my story. Do what you will with it. Um, and this is all the stuff that I would encourage you to, to journal about, write down, think about. But in any relationship, we want to feel comfortable. We want to feel accepted and loved and cherished as is, you know, someone that's a companion, a true companion, a partner, uh, someone that we feel natural with. I think that was another thing that I felt with Jessica's. We just felt so comfortable with each other. It's that age old thing, right? It's like, we've been together in another life, you know, that kind of feeling. It was just like, I felt like I knew her already. It's like, I just, I just got her and I, and I felt like she just got me. It was like, and again, I don't know what I think about past lives. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No one knows. Um, so, you know, I don't know, but, but if I found out later that there were such a thing, it wouldn't surprise me if I knew my wife in another life. Like that's, that's, that, that's how we felt. It felt like, I feel like I, I know you, you know? And, and that's, you know, that can be explained, I, I think. You know, maybe it is something my mystical and spiritual and real. I don't know. Uh, but it also can be something that because we were so compatible, we were so similar, we, we had such great conversations that we felt familiar with each other just because of the connection and because of the compatible piece, uh, clearly. Um, and then finally, that the, the big thing that... Uh, we're all looking for is someone that just accepts us as is um, knowing, knowing we're not perfect because we ourselves aren't perfect, knowing that they're not perfect and loving them yet still 
and not being so judgmental of other people. You know, I, I've, I've, I, uh, as a relationship coach, I do a lot of relationship coaching and, and I'll talk to couples and I, I can just hear that, that, you know, the judgment, the, the judgment that's, you know, just harping on him because he smokes or harping on her because she's not in the gym or harping on her, him because he doesn't eat right or harping on just like there's these things that I'm like, man, guys, you you just have to accept and love each other where they are. I mean, if you married them and they were a smoker, like, like, I mean, you're the one that fucking married them. Like you knew they were smokers. Like, Hey, whatever. I, I, you know, I, I can appreciate that you were hoping that they would quit, but, you know, you married them as a smoker. So st- stop judging, you know, now, I'm, uh, you know, of course in our situation is different. Neither one of us smoked cigarettes before nor now. Um, so that's, that's not an issue, but you know, ac- accepting someone. I, and here's what I, I guess here, I guess best way to put this as I'm getting ready to close when I think about the series, love is blind, you know, one of the aspects about the show that I do like, I do like, and I don't like, and obviously it doesn't always work out. I, I like that they're quote unquote falling in love without the physical part, even though it's ridiculous. It doesn't always work, you know, especially if you fall in love with someone that's just not your type physically. Like it's just, that that's a hard thing to get over. And the, the show proves that like the show proves that. Uh, but it also proves that, you know, if you have such a deep profound connection emotionally and spiritually that, that, that can sometimes override maybe what you would or wouldn't be compatible, uh, compatible with physically or think you're attracted to or not attracted to. So anyway, let me just bring this plane in for a landing. I promise. Um, falling in love with someone's soul is, is such a big deal that loving someone's soul. I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. It's, if you haven't seen this movie, you have to watch the movie shallow. How shallow. How is such a, it's really such an underrated, powerful movie with such a powerful um, message. It's just such a wonderful movie. It just it touches my heart every time I see it. It's just so profound and so just wonderful. Um, because if 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 we could really, when we looked at people, if we could somehow see past the physical and see their soul. Um, I really do think life would be better. Dating would be better. You know, we live in a very looks conscious culture. Hello, dating apps. It's all about, you look at their face, swipe left or right, right? You just look at them and you, nope, nope, nope. Yep. Yep. Nope. 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 (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, um, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it set us up for some failure. And, um, I just, and it's something that's so ingrained in us. I just don't know. I just don't know the way out of it. Um, other than personal growth and emotional maturity to where the, that looks are not the most important, the most important thing. Um, and I, you know, and of course people always say like, hello to me, look at your wife. She's gorgeous. I get it. I know <laughs> I'm married to her. I know she's beautiful. I'm not blind. Right. I mean, that's that obviously I was attracted to her when I saw her. Um, but I, all I can tell you is what, what sealed the deal though, wasn't her beauty. Um, you know, a lot of pretty people out in the world, but it was her beautiful soul that's what did it. It was, it was the beauty that I saw within that, that, that was absolutely 100% what did it for me as pretty as she is. That wouldn't have mattered if she was a bitch. It just, it wouldn't have mattered if she was unkind or not caring or 
if she was whatever, like it just bossy or whatever, like it, that it just, her looks wouldn't have mattered as beautiful as she is. That wouldn't have mattered. Um, if she was ugly on the inside. So, um, yeah, that's why it's so important to work on the inside, work on, work on your soul. That's, that's that when we talk about being the best version of yourself, yes, it, that, that can mean exercise, eat right, <laughs> have a good skincare regimen, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, of course that stuff all matters, but that's not going to cover up the ugliness that's within. If, if there's ugliness within you, you better, you better dig deep to get that fixed because there's no beauty on the outside that will cover that up. Ugliness that's inside will, will seep through and make even a beautiful person ugly. All right, guys, I hope this podcast was a help to you. It's Timmy Gibson, uh, the Timmy Gibson show dating, love and other wild shit. And we'll be back with another episode next week. (laughs) 